Have you ever thought about what it takes to grow an impressive following on social media platforms like YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn? How about the effort and strategy behind turning that following into a source of income? Welcome to the Influencer Breakdown Podcast with your hosts, Dan Pinkard and Jake Potter Rivera. This is your place to hear from and learn about the people who have made it as influencers. Welcome to episode seven. Seven already? Wow. Yeah, I know. It's almost been two months and it doesn't feel like that. But as we were looking at everything uh, with our numbers and whatnot, I had to go back and click to see more than the past 28 days, which just reminds me of how, how much we've done so far. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't feel like we're already at that point. It feels like we're on like episode three or four, but it, it's uh, we've been going strong, so... Yeah, for everyone new here, we are a podcast that talks about YouTube, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, social media influencers, people who have made a career, cut themselves a niche into the market of the internet and made a career out of that. Um, I'm your host, Jake. And I am your other host, Dan. Yeah, and this week we're going to be talking about Dude Perfect. Now, real quick, before we get into it, if you uh, don't mind, go ahead and Give the uh, a follow to our podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating, and that helps us out tremendously. That definitely helps our viewership get spread. Let's go ahead and get into Dude Perfect here. Yeah, so Dude Perfect, I mean, I, I'm guessing everyone who's listening to this podcast right now knows who Dude Perfect is. He's, he's pretty much a household name. I mean, if you are uh, on the internet at all over the past five, ten years, you probably, I don't know, I don't know when they started. You might, you might know, Jacob, but everyone probably knows who Dude Perfect is, but we're going to be going in and and breaking down a lot of their success and how they have grown to the point where they are now. Yeah, I would say that when I think of Dude Perfect, immediately what's coming to mind is not this idea of a YouTube channel, but it's actually an overall brand. Um, I mean, one of the most amazing numbers that they have going for them is that their Facebook following is 18 million, and they're not even posting their videos on Facebook or anything. They've just utilized Facebook as a platform to share memes. I think that they really saw early on that, hey, if we can just put our name behind a meme page early on in the meme trend, that we could really grow our, Insta- or our YouTube page off of that. And they've done such a good job. And I've actually seen people follow the Dude Perfect Facebook page that aren't actually fans of their YouTube channel, simply because there's not really much um, overlap in those two platforms. But it's, it's impressive how they've, how they've built a brand for themselves. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, it's five guys. Um, out of Texas A&M, and they uh, are, have a YouTube channel that consists mostly of trick shots. They're under the category of sports YouTube channel. They're the most subscribed, according to, you know, if you look at different sources, what, what consists of a sports channel. But in, in what I found, they're the most subscribed sports channel on YouTube with 52 million subscribers. They've got 11 billion views. They've got 20, they get 23,000 subscribers per day. So they're not a slow growing channel. Yeah, that's that's the crazy part to me. It's not like they had success. Like I honestly I would have uh, a couple weeks ago thought of Dude Perfect as some some channel that had success doing trick shots and probably is dying down, but they are growing at an incredible rate. So Yeah, not only are they growing at an incredible rate, I actually I watch them pretty avidly. I don't subscribe to them, but every few weeks I'll go back and watch them they do like one to two videos a week and one thing is that a few months ago during like December November of 2018 or 2019 when the subscribe to PewDiePie trend was going on and everybody was pushing for that dude perfect came out and they were basically like listen PewDiePie is the king of YouTube but if you guys could just get us to 
the second most subscribed channel. They just like casually asked their fans to get them to be the second most subscribed channel. Now, obviously, they're not the second most subscribed channel. I think they're 12th or 13th right now. But they did go from 30 million subscribers to 50 million subscribers because of that call out. So how long ago was that? That was in back in December. So it's been like seven months since then. Wow. Yeah. So just, you know, some call to action to their fans. And all of a sudden they grow another 20 million subscribers casually. Um, their most viewed video, which is the water bottle uh, uh, trick shots, part two, has 305 million views. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The numbers are just crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, their Instagram has 10, almost 11 million followers. Their TikTok has nine and a half million followers. Again, their Facebook with 18 million followers. They're just they're a giant channel. If you pull up their Wikipedia, the first thing that calls them is a sports conglomerate. You know, they're not even mm -hmm. seen as a channel, according to according to the Internet. They're seen as just a just a giant company that produces sports content. Yeah. Like you said, it's a brand. It's not it's not just five guys uh, who make videos and make a little bit of a living off of it. It is a full fledged brand. Yeah. If you've listened to the episodes of this podcast, uh, you've, you've heard Dude Perfect mentioned a couple of times. We've said that we were going to do an episode. The time was coming. I mean, you can't get around them. And you want to know what really tipped me over the edge is that we want to stick with people who are viral, who are trending, who are, who are constantly growing in their category. And uh, today, or, or, you know, when I, you know, when we're recording this, I went and I wanted to look at um, what, you know, channel is really growing fast right now. And right there at the top of trending, Dude Perfect, you know, with their, with one of their newer videos, it's just like, they just do it over and over and over again. Their channel has seen very little die down since, since their, uh, you know, conception. And one of the big things that keeps them going is that they, they're not just a YouTube channel that their content stays on YouTube. I mean, people pick up their trick shots and it's shared all over the internet. They're, yeah. they're turned into little clips that get shared on Facebook. They're shown, they're shared on news media. They're shared, you know, between friends and family. You know, it's just, it's such share worthy content and it just, it excels above all else on YouTube. Yeah. And so, so let's get into some facts about Dude Perfect and, and who they are, how they got started. Uh, so you mentioned that they're, they're five guys out of Texas A&M. So they were college roommates. Uh, and so the, the team consists of Corey and Kobe Cotton, the twins, uh, Tyler, Tony, is that a, Tony? Yep. Uh, and then Garrett Hilbert and Cody Jones. Yep. So there, it's those five guys. They were college roommates. And uh, there, there was a six member, Sean Townsend. He's now a doctor. So I don't know when, how long, maybe Jacob, you might know. No, at, at some point during the whole process of them kind of growing. And if you watch their documentary on YouTube, which is a great film to watch, honestly, they talk about how in the early years of Dude Perfect, it was really a battle between, you know, do we, you know, four men, five or six men who are college graduates, who have careers, who have families, do we you know, pursue this whole YouTube thing when YouTube wasn't really a career at the time, or do we just go our separate ways? And I mean, there's actually, they talk about this whole time for, for, I think it was like two years where they, they were actually all like living multiple hours away from each other. And on the weekend, they would all commute back to the same spot. And every single weekend, they would all drive like four hours back to the same spot, film their videos, and then go their separate ways again and just continue, you know? So, and it took a huge toll on them. And that's ultimately what led them to the tipping point of making the leap to really just pursue this whole thing. But somewhere in that whole mix, the, the six member, um, Sean, he, he just, he obviously stepped away. I mean, he went uh, off to medical school and became a doctor. He's a practicing um, doctor right now. So he obviously has done well for himself. But I mean, you could imagine 
you know, what they are now, it's definitely, there's a little bit of like, Oh, I wonder what this guy thinks about this now. <laughs> you know, you just, I was like, man, can I find him on social media? I think he has a LinkedIn, but it's not updated. So, so I wasn't able to really figure out too much of what he's doing right now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I it, mean, well, it's like, it's what we've talked about before where you can make a living on social media that can transcend what you could make as a doctor, for yeah. example. And so I mean, maybe he loves being a doctor and he has no regrets whatsoever about leaving Dude Perfect. Maybe he really does regret it because he could be doing this and making five times as much money as he's making as a doctor. Yeah, I'm know, sure but... that he at some point has come to terms in his head because Dude yeah. Perfect is not a new thing. Their fame is not a new thing. So I'm sure at some point he came to, to terms where he was like, you know, I enjoy being a doctor. I followed the safe route for my family and we've done well for ourselves and that's enough. Um, whether or not maybe Dude Perfect pays him out a little bit, because according to everything that I found, he actually created the name for Dude Perfect. Mm. So maybe there's some ongoing payment there or something like that. I don't know. I've never heard of him in a video that I've watched. I've never seen him in a video that I've watched other than the first several videos for Dude Perfect. He was uh, not only in them, but he was also known as like the filming guy. So. Yeah, it might depend. I mean, whenever you're talking about a, uh, a brand, a channel that has multiple people, it is a business. It's not just a social media platform where they get some income. It's a business and there needs to be paperwork in place. There needs to be a business structure in place that, that says what ownership level people have and where the money goes, how it's split up. All of these things have to be written out in paper. And a lot of times that, that comes later on once there's success, then people kind of make it a little bit more official. But some of that might depend on how they, they had structured Dude Perfect when Sean was still in it. He might he might have a, a stake in the ownership of Dude Perfect still. We don't know. Yeah. And in my mind, what I'm thinking, well, first of all, you can clearly see they were not a channel who anticipated their success. And you can you can tell that because the channel was actually originally all the videos are uploaded on the channel Kobe Cotton. So it was, it was his own personal YouTube channel. And if you go back to like all the original backlinks and everything, it's the same uh, channel name because of how YouTube works. It keeps that original information. Um, and then obviously with their success, they've been able to claim that dude perfect trademark on YouTube. So obviously from the very get go, um, there was no business in mind and all of this. It was just, mm -hmm. you know, guys in college having fun. I do think though, that if, if there was a, a group of people that would have the, the, um, generosity to offer a certain amount of money to somebody who has left the group and give them, a, you know, pay a little homage to them in that way. I do think that they would be the, the kind of group to do that. I mean, they all hold strong to Christian faith. They're all, they all seem like very honest guys. They have a very family-friendly branding. And it just seems like something that, hey, if this guy, you know, if he, if he wasn't able to commit like you guys were, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't able to take that risk, but he, he still helped out early on. He was still crucial to the founding of Dude Perfect. And he even um, can't, came up with the name. You know, maybe it's a little thing to like, let's just pay him out a certain you know, amount, whether it's a one-time payment or something like that, just to support him and show him that like, Hey, we're not just leaving him alone in this. And we all had to make a tough decision. He's not wrong in his, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't be wrong if they didn't do that necessarily. No, it, it wouldn't be. That's it, true. It's hard to say what the, the politics of that whole situation might be, but it is interesting just to, to see such a successful channel and think about somebody who could have been a part of it Yeah, and, it and what that might look like right now. Yep. And it reminds me of the of Nike, the story with Nike. If you go back and you watch like uh, the Nike documentary, um, there is the whole story of how the swoosh was created. Basically, they hired some um, intern graphic design student um, out of, I think, what is it, Oregon State or something like that, where Nike was created. And they they hired this student and they paid her like 17 bucks. And she came up with like four different swooshes. And one of them turned into the iconic iconic Nike 
swoosh and they they 17 bucks for a trademark of something that is one of the most valuable companies in all existence i think that they have gone back and given her more money because of that just because like at the time, 17 bucks seemed like a pretty good investment for the yeah. size. There was no company, you know, so but for, now for making with, a little check mark. Exactly. But now, <laughs> you know, knowing the, the growth of Nike and just how iconic that symbol is, they realize yeah. like it's not necessarily that it's the right thing to do, but it's a nice thing and generous thing to do. Yeah. And so uh, kind of moving on with some more information about Dude Perfect. Uh, so like we said, there are five, five guys who are college roommates. They, they have over the time of of just seeing success in just making these fun videos as, as college guys who are just having a blast and then it ends up being successful becomes a full-time gig where they're able to make a, a living probably make a, more money than we could even imagine yeah. and we'll get into that <laughs> later on but uh they're they're making crazy good money and and really successful they've also been able to do collabs with some really impressive people so uh uh, Jacob, I'll let you read the list, but that's that's one of the 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 bars, I guess you could say, of success when you're talking about social media influencers is how big of a person can you collab with, and yeah. <laughs> once you get to a certain point and you're you're doing videos with certain types of people, that's when you can really say we've we've reached this point in our career. Yeah, I think as as far as it goes for. YouTube content creators, and I'm speaking specifically on YouTube creators who started their platform on YouTube. So they, they're not mainstream celebrities who have a YouTube channel. They are YouTube creators who all their fame derives from their YouTube channel. I mean, they set the gold standard for collaborations with mainstream celebrities, with sports and stars, athletes of various sorts. Let me read some of these. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in all existence who to have ever lived. Chris Paul, Paul Rudd, Russell Wilson, Travis Pastrana, he's kind of the, the known for, I guess, like the human body trick shot, you know, because I mean, mm -hmm. I used to watch uh, Pastrana land on, on TV and it's like, that dude can do anything. You know, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Odell Beckham Jr., Drew Brees, Serena Williams, Luke Bryan, Zach Efron. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's really no other way to put it than like, and that's just a few, like that is yeah, not an extensive our, list. Our quick research. Yeah, that's that is not an extensive list whatsoever. Yeah. But what you see is like, and they, they talk about this in their documentary that it's like, these people are often reaching out to them. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the Zac Efron one is, is like the most recent. It was actually the video, the Zac Efron video, which just came out recently, which I think yeah. was the video that was on trending, um, was actually teased in their, um, in their documentary because they were doing a tour and Zac Efron like hit their, his management, like hit them up and were like, hey, if you can get here, it's Thursday. If you can get here on Friday to film a video, we can do it. And they were like, so they like mid tour, all gathered all their stuff, flew out to a different city, did the video, then flew back and continued the tour. And um, one of the things is like Zach Efron was, is just like so ecstatic to have a video with them and to be able to do their kind of thing, you know, and it yeah. just seems like such a highlight. That is so cool to me. Yeah. To have that. When, when I just I, I didn't watch the whole video with Zach Efron, but when I started to watch it, it kind of did feel like you're saying the vibe was Zach Efron was was honored to be on their yeah. channel. He was fanboying them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is just so cool. I mean, and Zach, Zach Efron, like, you, I mean, you talk about the level of fame that he still has versus what he used to have. It, it's kind of hard to say uh, where he stands on that, that uh, I guess, playing field of fame. But uh, seeing somebody like him be ecstatic to be on their channel just speaks volume to their success and, and how... Um, just impressive their platform has become so yeah it kind of shows that like people 
aren't necessarily seeing this as like, oh, I'm going to go in and use this as a press conference kind of, you know, as on, on my rounds for press for my new movie or something like that. Being on the Dude Perfect YouTube channel and in a video with them, it's not about trying to feed off their platform or anything. It's just about having a good time, having fun. I mean, the best way to look at that is like this, the, the athletes, you know, athletes, they don't have anything to really advertise significantly unless they're having like some merch or something like that, which they're not in, in, in these videos, but like uh, OBJ or, Ju or Drew Brees or Serena Williams, like they're just there to have a good time. And I mean, I'm sure that Drew Brees is not going on the Dude Perfect show to try and advertise and up the viewership of the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not, that doesn't convert that way. So it just shows that these people just really want to have a good time and want to hang out with this people. I mean, you know, Dude Perfect, if you guys ever hear this, I'll be on your YouTube channel. It, it seems so fun. You know, I mean, they seem like they live just the dream yeah. of dreams, like the craziest, most awesome, most exciting, most just unbelievable lives. I mean, their jobs are, are having fun. Literally, the definition of having fun. Yeah. I, hey, I can. Uh, whoever it is, Corey, Kobe, whoever, whoever makes those decisions, I can flip a water bottle. I mean, if you want me, on, I, I can <laughs> yeah. do it. Yep. So, you know, talking about water bottles, the water bottle trick shots, that is basically if anybody who's a big dude, perfect fan wants to know, like, that's the point that their channel really like just exploded from from a big channel to just a giant in the scene is when their water bottle trick shots one and their water bottle trick shots two are some of their most viewed videos. Number two, obviously, being their most viewed video of all time. And they just not only did they did they. They hit the trend and the curve of the trend of the uh, bottle flip challenge, but they also really just like they kind of they didn't start the challenge, but they they kind of like were there so close to the conception of the challenge that they basically could be accredited for the for the growth of the challenge mm -hmm. and their video. I mean, I remember watching the water bottle flip challenges in like high school or something and just like and every teacher was so annoyed of this just every day coming in with a little bit of water left in my water bottle trying to throw it like 30 feet up onto a rafter in the gym and hopefully it'll be eternalized there and the whole point was like oh dude perfect did the same thing i got to do that you know yeah it's so cool to see what they've done yeah and and so you look at their success it is uh and, and we'll get into uh how you can replicate their success later i think we'll we'll be talking about that in the after show but when you look at their success, it's, it's just a really cool uh, story of them just doing really fun things, some trends, some things that they just come up with creatively, and having a blast. And it just becomes a lifestyle for them that, that ends up paying the bills and, and a lot more. And that is almost the epitome of the social media influencer dream, is to be able to just do something that's so fun and just have a blast. And, and there's a lot of work to it. I don't want to disc discredit or discount the the effort that they have to put in. Like you said, when they were driving four hours to meet up on weekends, like there's a lot of yeah. work. It's not just easy. It's not all just uh, just having fun. But it is such a, a fun channel to look at and and dream about being being like that with social media influencing. I'll tell you this. It, wherever I am in the world, wherever I am in life, whatever my career is, if Dude Perfect is ever, ever hiring somebody, I am applying. 100% <laughs> I will be at the interview wherever I am in the world. Mm -hmm. Quote me on that. You know, Dan, if this podcast blows up and I get invited to join Dude Perfect, sayonara, buddy. Good luck. Hey, Find hey, another we, coach. We can, we can do the podcast <laughs> while you're on. 
Yeah. So, so, you know, that's just like, yeah, they definitely have just the most amazing, you know, career. I mean, people look at them and they're like, there's no way this is real. They almost just seem like, you know, spokespersons for, for fun. And, uh, but you're right. They didn't just get this overnight and they didn't just get this by chance. Now, obviously there was, uh, some luck as per se, it's kind of funny because their whole channel is based around trick shots and luck is kind of the, the goal in that. But I mean, they talk about how like one of their most, um, you know, treacherous trick shots takes took like a thousand takes to get it you know yeah. and it's just like this isn't stuff that they're not they're not you know throwing out you know edited videos and fake trick shots so it takes a, a long time to get these things it takes hard work they have to have so much i mean imagine the footage that goes into just one of their videos 10 minutes of video probably probably 20 plus hours of footage i i it's gotta be you know and i'm sure they get better and better as time goes on but there are some trick shots because they're always trying to up the up the you know the level of of skill and you know amazingness that goes into the trick shots. Then they just get harder and harder. So as their skills get better on hitting trick shots, the trick shots still get harder and harder. And you can see some of the crazy things that they've put work into to grow their platform. You know, let's talk about some of those. Dan, like they have the Dude Perfect tour going on where they did an entire uh, six. What was it? I don't, it wasn't. It was like six months of touring or something. It's all about in their documentary. But they did. You know, they lived on a tour bus away from their families for so long, um, just just for the viewers. I don't think that that crazily expanded their brand as much as it really just solidified to their viewers that they care about them and they want to give them something live. Um, they have you know book deals where you know I think it was uh, either Kobe or Corey wrote "Go Big," a book about Dude Perfect and just how how they really had to go big to commit all and everything into it. Um, they have the Dude Perfect show, which that was on Nickelodeon. Nick yeah, which was on, on Nickelodeon. I mean, yeah. it was only three seasons, and I know, like, for the third season or whatever, it got picked up by CMT. But still, they got a TV show. Yeah, you know, that's amazing. What are some of the other things they had, Dan? So they have a Nerf line. I, I mean, when you look at Dude Perfect, what brand fits better with them than Nerf? Yeah, you know, it exactly. just it fits that vibe of just fun guys who have a blast doing crazy stuff and, and sports and whatnot yeah and they have a lot of videos with nerf related stuff and so having a, a brand deal having having a line of products with nerf that i'm i don't know what the numbers might be with that brand deal but that is the, huge they so, gotta be big i'll tell you that and we'll talk about that um a little bit later and i'll tell you something i i'm gonna throw out some numbers that i think are much bigger than people anticipate um, but just stay tuned to, to listen to that. And one thing I want to mention about the Nerf line is that when they first started their Nerf line, I was like, oh, dude, Perfect's got like two or three Nerf items. You know, mm -hmm. if you know anything about Nerf, like, you know, oh, Nerf will do collabs with a bunch of different companies like Fortnite. You know, they have like yeah. Nerf Fortnite guns. They're kind of cool. But then it kind of transformed where it's like, OK, dude, Perfect doesn't just have a couple things with Nerf. There is Nerf and then there's dude perfect nerf yeah. it's like two totally separate brands in a way where like people will shop just for dude perfect nerf because because to them it's like it's a it, yeah it's it's nerf branded but it is a dude perfect thing yeah you know and it's it's just what it is and it's just a category of its own and, and that's such smart branding for nerf and for dude perfect together it's mutually beneficial mm -hmm. but uh it, it's that that is when we talk about brand deals on this podcast there are sometimes sometimes when when you have a social media platform and it's a very broad idea like just a lifestyle vlog or something like that where it's not a very specific niche it can be hard to have really really good brand deals that are very very beneficial to both you and the company mm -hmm. and it makes you both really good money and you just both come out ahead this is something that just 
falls perfectly in line for both companies. It for works. Both the, yeah. the Dude Perfect brand and for Nerf. Uh, so then moving on to, they also have a clothing line, which is super common for social media, uh, YouTubers, whatever. Uh, but they have a clothing line, which I'm sure they make a lot of money off of because, again, just their popularity, how much people, their fans, and we'll, we'll get into this, their fans love them. They're so dedicated. Yeah. So the clothing line, the, they had a uh, YouTube premium documentary, which you already referenced. I have not watched it. I don't know if you have. I have, yeah. Okay, so maybe you could talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a feature-length film, the best way to put it. Yes, it's, if you've watched anything through YouTube Premium, you understand, like, you know, YouTube being owned by Google, they're not short of cash. So they, they're just producing content that's just a full-fledged film, and it's, it follows them on their tour, and it talks about their backstory, and it gives a lot of just fun content to watch. It's a really fun um, movie. You know, it's a documentary movie. Um, and it's just it's just great, and I think that it's a big step up because no, it's not a it's not a silver screen film, you know, but it's uh it fits their platform perfectly being released on YouTube, um because that's exactly where they exist, and it just it gives so much joy to watch. I mean, I honestly I clicked on it because I was like I saw it one morning. I think I saw it the morning it came out. It was being advertised by YouTube, and I clicked on it because I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll see what this is about. And every time i went to think about clicking away something catched my eye again i was like okay, i gotta watch another minute next thing you know i'm two hours in and uh, i finished the film i was like that's that was good. really good to watch that's some good filmmaking yeah it was yeah. really fun to watch and, so. and i'm sure anyone who's interested in this podcast would love to see a documentary about such such a big social media influencer mm-hmm. like dude perfect so that that probably is right up your alley if you're listening to this podcast yeah and then the last thing is that they recently just launched a youtube gaming channel to expand their brand. I also think that this is just a perfect fit. One thing that you'll notice about the things going on with, with what we mentioned with Dude Perfect is that everything seems to be a perfect fit for them. And that's not, that's not by accident. You know, they didn't sign a deal with Nerf on accident. They didn't sign a deal um, with, with Nickelodeon on accident. They didn't get a YouTube documentary on accident. Their Dude Perfect clothing line isn't designed on accident. Their gaming channel fits it you know if their if their audience is probably i would assume that their audience is somewhere around like 5 to 15 is their main audience well what do those kids watch and do the most you know nerf 5 to 15 year olds seems yeah. so perfect you know uh gaming channels 5 to 15 year olds perfect nickelodeon 5 to 15 year olds perfect mm-hmm. you know so these are these are calculated things a tour hey every 5 to 15 year old plus their two parents plus their three siblings come and watch us because because this is what it, it means to be our fans. It's so calculated. It's so perfect. It's so good. And you just, you see their success. It, it becomes so obvious why they are who they are. Yeah. And so when we have done some episodes on people like Charlie D'Amelio, who there, there is a very, very significant uh, virality to the success. It sometimes is harder to look at that kind of person and say like, oh, this is so exciting because I can do A, B, and C. And like I said, we'll get into the to being able to replicate this. But that's one of the things that excites me the most about Dude Perfect is you can see a lot of the steps that they have taken to be successful. And it's very just plain, plain visible. And they've been around long enough that you can see it over time, too. It's not just like they Mm -hmm. they got successful over the past year, like some of the other people we've talked about. So it's really exciting to look at them and see all of these things that they've done to grow their brand beyond just a YouTube channel. So, you know, moving on, like we talked about their fan base, we've mentioned, you know, just how, how loyal their fan base is. Let's get into that. I mean, and then that's the, that is going to be the core of their income. 
you know, is their fan base extremely loyal. You know, I already talked about probably five to 15 years old, probably somewhere right in the median of there is their average fan base. They have family friendly content. These are all Christian men who value that and, and make sure that that their content shows that very well. All their music in their videos is very clean. All their all their videos are very clean. There's no there's not even really edgy jokes or anything like that. Um, they have a large variety of revenue streams. We already mentioned, you know, the books, the merch, the YouTube revenue, the tours, stuff like that. I mean, you're selling tours out. They their tour, according to their uh according to their documentary, their tour sold out so quickly. And if you're talking like even if it's like 60 bucks a ticket and it's just general admission. I mean, you're talking arenas packed with 3,000 people per arena yeah. and like 18 tour stops like that. Like the numbers are just insane, you know, and I'm sure that that, you know, there's a lot of money that goes into making a tour and whatnot, but I'm sure that it's still it's still worth it for them. The YouTube deals the nerf deals. I mean, the numbers have to be crazy. They really do. Yeah. And, and when you look at the sources, we've talked about, I think we've talked about Social Blade before on the podcast, mm -hmm. which is a pla it's a website that will. They, they have done the research, they have the, the connections, they, they have a lot of the insider information about what the income for social media influencers might look like. And for Dude Perfect, what, what Social Blade says is that the potential monthly income is $1 million from AdSense monthly. That's just their YouTube videos. Yeah, and that's and, AdSense. We've, yeah. <laughs> we've talked about this before. AdSense is yeah. usually the lower end of the income. Yeah, so, and kid videos make more money. We've talked about that on the platform on the podcast too before because kids are more influential to buy the products that are being advertised to them. So that's another reason that they probably have a very significantly high CPM. They also probably have some kind of exclusive agreements with YouTube to keep their content there and keep it exclusive there. You know, they have a YouTube premium account and whatnot. So that helps them out. I mean, you have other things like joining their memberships on YouTube, stuff like that. Um, I'll say right now, looking it up, they're, they're the company's estimated net worth, which is kind of a weird thing because, because it's not a single YouTuber. It's, it's five guys. So, and, and they have a manager that's kind of, that's pretty involved. Uh, Tyler, Tony's dad, Jeff. And so, you know, having that all split up, like a company doesn't really have a net worth as much as a company has an evaluation of the worth of the company. Individual people have net worth. So the combined net worth, I don't know, but basically I was able to find that people were estimating the net worth of dude perfect. I don't know if they meant individuals as 35 to 65 million. That's a pretty big range, but I'm just going to say this as somebody who feels pretty educated and understanding these things, I will say that I do not think that it is a far stretch that their nerf deal alone is upwards of a hundred million dollar deal yeah. for long term because Nerf is investing so much resources, so many things into that basket. You know, building an entire brand, part portion of your brand around a different brand around Dude Perfect. You need to know that 15 years from now, Dude Perfect and Nerf will still have a good relationship because the second that that relationship breaks off, Dude Perfect walks away clean footed and starts their own company that can build their own products and Nerf loses it all. Yeah. You know? So I'm certain that that is a long-term deal and I'm also I'm I feel fairly confident confident to say that upwards of 100 million dollars is not crazy yeah. for how big of a and, deal it is. And we've said it we've said it before, I'll say it again. The estimating somebody's net worth is it's a guessing game. It's you're trying Huge to guess. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and that's even more so when you talk about a brand that has five five guys, manager, probably a crew of editors and you know, all mm -hmm. these people. It's a brand, it's a company. When you start talking about that, depending on how much they make public, 
it gets even harder to estimate because you also have all of the people who have an owner ownership stake in that company that are making owners draws from their their ownership. They're they're taking an income. And so the the company has a certain valuation, but then each individual has a certain amount of money. They have a certain net worth of, yeah. of how much they personally are worth. And so then it becomes you're not just looking at how much money does this brand make and how much is it worth. You're looking at at all of these other factors that impact it. So all that to say, these numbers are so hard to to really pinpoint. But I, I agree the the with your your uh, interpretation of of what that brand deal could potentially be with Nerf, and that's just one that's just one thing that they have exactly. going for them. That's they have just so much thing. more. And and I've seen from videos the loyal the loyalty of their fan base and you see like i mean you watch the documentary and it's like you see the tours maybe everybody paid 60 bucks it's honestly probably more than that but i'm just trying to give a decent estimate for an arena 60 bucks general admission but then everybody is wearing a t-shirt and a hat you know probably there's pretty big margins on that kind of stuff because you ever been to like a concert you know a t-shirt's 40 bucks and a hat 60 kind of thing yeah you you buy a t-shirt online and you might be able to get it for 15 20 bucks but you go to a to an event like that it's going to be triple the price yeah and parents are selling out this money because it's for their children it's for their children to have an experience you know they're a good role model they're not people who are that parents can put their kids behind a screen to watch dude perfect and trust it. If they walk away, nothing crazy is going on. And that's, yeah. so, that's invaluable to a parent and, and dude perfect. I mean, they do such a good job keeping in touch. They've done make a wish like 15 times, which mm. is just amazing. And they yeah. keep in touch with their make a wish fans and they do such a good job with that. And honestly, they've done such an impressive job at making sure that their brand is so good. And I, I genuinely don't believe that they've done it out of this desire, like a, like a, a heinous desire to just grow a huge multi million dollar platform as much as they've just done it because those are the things that they value but you see how that pays off how their values have paid off for them how sticking true to them have paid off and i guarantee that those brand deals are huge i mean they've had deals with likes of oreo sponsoring multiple videos they have deals with with giant companies i mean their their facility they moved from like you know from like a a 10,000 square foot office building to that they that they had you know on lease or whatever like a 35,000 square foot warehouse so that they can record everything and they have a full size or like a, a mini size hockey rink in there they have a golf a small golf course in there they've got basketball courses they've got multi levels of this and that just that so they can produce content there yeah and and that just speaks volumes to how profitable they are exactly which we we don't know the exact number but when you i mean imagine growing a social media platform and buying a a uh, a, re- a warehouse and arena type of thing like that to film your videos in yeah. that's just that's a level that that's hard to comprehend if you haven't gotten there and, and we haven't so yeah, it's we hard not. to nope. comprehend <laughs> um. so yeah it's it's just crazy looking at the potential income yeah. and and how successful they've been in intentionally expanding to that point yeah you can't not even just getting lucky you can't even judge with things like their nickelodeon deal i mean First of all, their Nickelodeon deal was probably huge, but then also um, after their Nickelodeon deal, I'm sure that 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 after once they started making that deal with Nickelodeon, their Nerf deal began to you know hey well now we're on mainstream TV, we've got a show with another network that's gonna push our content even more, so now we're worth more to you guys. So every time that they're renegotiating this Nerf deal, it's probably going up and up and up, and they're they're just doing a great job. I mean I I have to give my hand to these guys for doing such a good job. Um, 
needless to say, their income's much higher than any of us can anticipate. Um, they do a great job, you know, making sure that people don't look at them as just money hogs or anything like that. Their content is super brand friendly. Um, they, they've just, they've, they've expanded themselves into a range of, of, of platforms that really works for their fan base. They've made sure that they've stayed consistent on their different platforms. They've grown, they have a, their Facebook page and their Instagram and their TikTok. And I mean, they're just so impressive, honestly. Yeah. yeah and, and so we are. We, we really loved researching and talking about them. This, I think that that's all we have for the main part of the show. And we're going to, we're going to cut it off here. But we are not done. As you, if you've listened to our, our show before, you know we have an after show uh, that you can go to our Patreon. So you can either go to theinfluencerbreakdown.com and click on the link to go to the Patreon. Or there is a link in the show notes uh, on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, so go ahead and go to our Patreon, listen to the after show. If you want to hear more about how to replicate their success, uh, we're going to talk about our opinions and a little bit of controversy. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're listening on Apple podcast, don't be afraid to give us a rating. You guys can hit the follow button and you can subscribe to our entire podcast and be able to listen to every episode. Of course you can download them and watch, listen to them whenever you like. Uh, we appreciate it so much. Make sure that you follow through with that link to become a TIBP VIP. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. All right. Mm-hmm.